Welcome to the Youth Hockey Hub High School Hockey Podcast. Today's show is brought to you by the Red and Black League. To learn more about the league, go to redandblackleagues.com. Now to the show, featuring YHH publisher Tony Scott, the forum guru, Carl East, and the reigning most viewed high school games champion, Danny Ryan. Here's Danny. Well, thank you, Drew and the Pine City Boys, um, for the intro there. Actually, I got a road trip with Drew this weekend um, up to Duluth to see Carl. And speaking of Carl, how's it going? I'm all right, Danny. Great to be through this weekend, too. Yes, yes, uh, however brief it was. And, Tony, you were down in Rochester. Yes, I was. Doing a lot of peewees, but a little bit of high school as well. I got to see the Century Mayo game Thursday and the Mayo Hibbing game on Friday as well. So We can talk about one of those games, and you can choose which, but we can only <laughs> talk about one. It won't be Mayo. Although I, do, I did uh, see the best ninth grader in the state, and he is something else let me tell you yeah i've heard um really good things about um what's his maddox fleming from rochester mayo Mm -hmm. the spartans of mayo um no it was kind of weird friday night i was in st cloud you were in rochester and carl was in duluth and we were all watching hockey Mm -hmm. and high school hockey too and so that that was pretty cool i think very cool okay talk about some games let's talk about that games that happened this week it was a little bit of a shorter week but we still had some good ones this week um minnetonka beat benilde five to one um all in all it still was a pretty good week for benilde and great week yeah talking about minnetonka we our special guest this week is senior defenseman um josh lidke from Minnetonka, so he'll be on later in the show. And then um, another game that kind of was a lingerer when I was watching Eric Zimmerman's tweets um, on this one, Edina 4, and that's with an empty net, and 1 for Lakeville South. So that game was closer. Lakeville scored first. Yeah, that game was closer than it looked, according to Twitter. Mm -hmm. Um, If you look at Lakeville South this year, too, it's like every game they've played against the top team has been pretty close. They've been no, their record's nothing special, but they've been sticking around with everyone. Well, and they have good talent on that team. Jack Novak. And... Not very deep, though, you know? No. Not very deep. No. But a great coach, I think he's a great coach, and he will have them ready, you know, when it comes section semis and section finals down in Rochester. Exactly. Um, a section game, 5AA on Maple Grove 2, Centennial 1. Centennial's playing these section games really close, and this is now a section that could be rather interesting come um, section, like, semifinals time, is Champlin and Centennial, both teams that aren't as good as Blaine and Maple Grove, but could beat them. Especially in this section. Especially. section semis and Riley Tuffy. Yes. Has had crazy things happen. So, I agree. I almost poo-pooed you for a second. Then I did a little history lesson on this section the last five years. I'm like, no, I'm not going to say that. No way. I, Carl, right. I would say that Section 5 AA and 3 AA always have weird upsets with them, right? 
it's pretty reliable, yeah, for whatever reason, something just happens. I think part of it might just be a familiarity thing. You know, these teams are all in the northwest suburban. They always play each other all the time. They know each other well, and I think that lends itself to upsets. Talk about another section game, section three double A game. In fact, St. Thomas Academy played Rosemount. Uh, St. Thomas three, Rosemount one. This really Rosemount's game from the second period on. They they dominated it and dominated shots too. But St. Thomas was plucky. They scored the first goal and they scored the second. And the second one, Ryan O'Neill didn't know that it went in. It kind of went bar down and on a two-on-one, and everybody looked around, and then it was, oh, it's a goal! <laughs> and so, yeah. um, but it, hats off to Rosemont. This team does not need to hang their head because they'll give St. Thomas all their, you know, all of it in the section finals if they reach each other. Do you say that, would you say that uh, St. Thomas was the better team, or would you say it was a 50-50 game? I would say Rosemont was the better team. Really? Yeah. And I even said to some of the Rosemont staff afterwards, I said, round two is going to be excellent. I yeah. can't wait for it because it's going to be a lot of fun. They don't play again, do they? In sections. Well, yeah, well, that's yeah. assuming they're going to yeah, play. Yeah, that's what I I was like. Let's hope that there's a round two. Yeah, I, I there's no – you know, I don't think that they're head and shoulders above some of those other teams. No, no. I, I think you look at the Burnsvilles of the world, the Egans, if they start humming and – you know, just weird things like we just said happened in Section 3. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, okay, White Bear Lake 2, Stillwater 1 in overtime. Carl, you were watching that game, weren't you? I caught the tail end of it. Yeah, it was a pretty entertaining game, back and forth. I think White Bear was a slight territorial edge, so I think in the end the wind was deserved from the chunk of the game that I saw. But plenty entertaining, if, and if they meet again in, in sections, I expect another barn burner. And that that's granted if um, Stillwater wins this week against Hill Murray, they would probably play in sections. You know, well, no, I take well, that back. White Bear is the yeah. number one in that section. Right As now. of right now. As of right now, um, yeah. due to head-to-head to Hill. Um, okay, Brainerd won, Buffalo zero. Um, good section win there for Brainerd. And I think it was like number 300 for Coach Oss. Yeah. Um, cool. And then Sartell won, Alex zero. There's one of my head scratches right there. <laughs> a lot of one zero games this week. Yeah. yeah. Uh there's that's one of the head scratches. We'll, one of them will pop at some point when we get to rankings or somewhere. There's just there's there's two teams that just that we had the remember a couple weeks ago we had the Chaska Cloquet head scratchers. Couldn't figure those teams out. I got Alex is the one I can't figure out. No. It's just it, it, we've seen them play. We yeah. we know what they have. Yeah, they're good. And, and they they put up losses that don't make sense and win wins that, that don't, make, don't sense. make sense. We'll get to the next one, I'm sure, later on in the show. Yes. Um, Rochester Century 2, Mayo 1, overtime. Tony, you called the game. I did not call the game. Oh, my I was right. just there shooting pictures. Oh. I, no, I did not broadcast it, although it was a really good game to broadcast. It was uh, really – it was kind of like a tale of – Two peri- first two periods, all century. Century finally broke the uh, levy with about 20 seconds to go in the second period to make it one nothing, And then it was all Mayo in the third period. Um, they tied it, and then 
They shots were like eighteen to nothing or something at one point, right? Sixteen. It was pretty high in favor of Century. No, no, in the third. Oh, in the third, the other way. Oh, yeah, Mayo completely, you know, buzzed. They were down like, you know, twenty-five to eleven, and then it ended up like thirty-three, thirty-three. So yeah, they did get about (laughs) eighteen, nineteen shots in the third period. Uh, Mayo had to take a penalty late in the game. Uh, Total trip right in front of the net, or else the guy would have to breakaway um and that penalty into the overtime mayo could not recover and and uh century scored uh on a late goal in overtime great game the Graham arena Graham number four was packed i mean there was not an empty seat mm. in the seat every seat was taken um and then there's a running track that goes around the yep. entire uh rink that was awful it was great. There were little kids everywhere, band in the building. Oh, it was no. a good. It was a good as environment as you'll find anywhere <laughs> yeah, in the state. You have me at band. I know. I know. But I'm just <laughs> telling you. For, I'm describing it for the listeners, not for you. Uh, uh, I was a listener. Great game. I was glad I was there. Really good game. <laughs> um, okay, moving on. Creighton four, Eastridge three. I thought that was a strange score. Well, bit. I think Gleason scored two goals in the last couple of minutes. Yeah, I, and it was like it, it was literally like within the last minute. I want to yeah. say, and it just really it, for Creighton to pull off a scratcher like that. Um, well, start calling East that Ridge, East Ridge is one of those teams that start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. So. It's hide white bear. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that yeah. one. Yeah. Um and Eastridge is in their section or in are they in three? They're in they're in four. Three. They're in three. Woodbury's oh, in yeah. Woodbury might be in four. I think Eastridge is in three. Uh, three. Eastridge is in three. Yeah, Woodbury's in one in one section and Eastridge is in the other. That is yeah, the Eastridge best is three. Best gerrymandering. Yes, it's bad. But, <laughs> yeah, and the fact that Creighton is in six and Jefferson is in three is in three makes no sense at all. None. <laughs> uh, anyways, moving on. Roso three, Brainerd zero. That's a good win for the Rams. Absolutely. Um, up north there in eight double A. I think they're kind of playing their way into the one two seed right they now. Could be. Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're they're undefeated in the section. They've beaten everyone pretty See? much too. Yeah. Yeah. I that's that's a scary thing. Yeah. You know. Um okay. Eastview two, Egan one, really good win for the Lightning. Big win. Well we got Zach Anderson back now and he's their top player. He's an elite league kid. Uh he wasn't playing for a handful of games, hurt his ankle actually he fell down the stairs. It wasn't even like a Oh no. It wasn't even like a <laughs> hockey injury. That's a Danny injury. Just a weird yeah. you know, freak accident. <laughs> And he's a, a bulldog. It wasn't that big. Carl, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, right. And Zach Anderson's a bulldog player and I watch out for, for Eastview, I'm telling you now. That's a, that's one of those sneaky, sneaky teams. But again, the three double A team, yeah. that could that's an upset type of team right there. Agreed. Um mm-hmm. okay, Chaska five, Greenway four in overtime. Mm-hmm. That one was but again, mystery of um Chaska. I think we asked the question last week, is Chaska gonna play good hockey going forward you know, after the Edina game? Well, Edina doesn't let Greenway go to overtime. No. <laughs> so, 
I, I'm just Again, I'm gonna leave it that that's way. That's not one of my head scratchers. No, not one of my head scratchers. But they, but they, but they're a head scratcher from the past. Let's put it that way. Um, the first of my road trips this weekend up to St. Cloud to watch Hermantown beat Cathedral two to one in overtime. Um, I thought that this game was a one of the best games of the season. The MAC was pretty much sold out, which was crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, so at points you would say that Cathedral was just dominating the game, just getting a ton of shots on net and, and tons of pressure. And then it would swing the other way with Pearson Biondi and Thomas going, you know, the other way. And it, it was just really both teams really, really won the win. Nate Warner was still out for Cathedral, but I don't think it made a difference in Cathedral's efforts. Um, they still got two good lines. Right? Yeah, still and got some great three. D. Yeah, really good D. Yeah, really good D with Zins on the D core. Savoy looked good again. Um, Savoy playing first line or second no. line? So boys playing line. second line. Okay. Um, Hitler. They, they moved Hiltner up Hiltner, to the first line. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just because I think Savoy and Perbix play too similar to one another, yep. that it's really good to have Savoy on that second line. Yep. Perbix looked very good again. He is a cousin of the Perbixes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cousins. Yeah. Cousins. That's. Yep. What I I said that the other. You didn't believe me. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Okay. Well, I confirmed <laughs> that with some Monticello people. Um mm-hmm. and. Yes. So no, I I fully expect this to be the championship game in Class A if everything plays out, and if it is, it's going to be a very very good game again. Remember that semifinal from a couple of years ago? That was ooh. epic. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I, Sandlin, just ooh. yeah. Something else. That one. That one was a good game. That's one of the all time or a state tournament all time moment. I think Ryan Sandlin that game. I think he had a hat trick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that. A lot of those yep. kids are see Ryan Sandlin in their in their nightmares. <laughs> um, I do think that this is a pretty decent rivalry between these two schools. Mm-hmm. It used to be a section game, and so they have a good um, history between them. So if they do play each other again, um, it should um, be fun to watch. A game yeah. that um, Dave, Carl. I was just going to add that my my fun fact that I always bring up here. Last time Hermantown lost to a Class A team in the regular season, St. Cloud Cathedral in 2013. I mean, just think about this. The seniors are out of college. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah. They were employed by a workforce. Yes. They're gainfully employed (laughs) in the real world. That's the last time that Hermantown lost in the regular season to a Class A team. That's weird. Okay, um, Class A team beating a Class 2A team, which Dave Romlaw took some pictures at, as you saw. Mm-hmm. Um, Alexandria 3, Wyzetta 2. I don't get it. No, nope. I nope. don't get it. Because they Wyzetta goes back and they beat um, Moorhead 5-Rip. We've hit Tony's second head scratcher, the Moorhead Spuds. Take it away, Danny. How do you figure these guys out? I like Moorhead a lot, actually. But and I think they have they have a good top line. Hank Meyer House, good player. Help I like me. Luke Grammer. Yeah. Uh, Help me figure this out. I, Let me figure this out. I they have good goaltending, it, it seems yeah. like. Yeah. Eddie Dyna 5-5. Eddie Dyna 5-5 in the third period. Um, I think, well, Carl, where are they ranked? They're probably outside of the top ten, though, right now, right? 
yeah, they're they're down to 15 after this loss. And yeah, they're a team that just seems like when things go south for them, they really go south. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's a pretty easy statement. And it's yeah. just weird, right? And it's not like they go south mid game per se. This team's kind of like Cloquet last year. Remember when Cloquet was winning big games, losing big games, yeah. winning close games, losing close games, tying teams. That's more factor. All of yeah, the things you can do. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Okay. And now it's more head. They got all the junk in the trunk. That's right. <laughs> um, okay, next game. Minnesota River 4, Marshall 1. Now, why would we be talking about this game? Well, we're going to do a little bit of Class A talking in a little bit. And I love it, the fact that Minnesota River makes it onto the podcast because it's an important game. I mean, that's a Section 1A team. They beat the likely number one seed in Section 3A. So I, that's a really important game, I think. Yes, I, I, I definitely do, too. Uh, an important game for 2A hockey, um, Orono 5, Greenway 4 in overtime. I think that's an important I, game for Orono. I, I agree. Orono is the best team in that section, but not by far. You know? if, yeah, if Orono doesn't make it to the state, that wouldn't surprise me type of thing. Now, how crazy is it? Like, go back, even on our, in the podcast era, 2A was <laughs> arguably the best section by cream far. The, the cream of the crop. I've what? gone I've gone to their section playoffs two years in a row. Breck, Delano. Yes. Right? Those yeah. games were Blake was in it at Blake. one point. Minneapolis had Jake Hale. Yep. Yeah. Good. This yeah. was a good yeah, Orno, and that, that's not yeah. even what we're talking Orno about. Orno wasn't even in the conversation. Yeah. yeah. And now it's, like, been left for dead. What <laughs> happened to 2A? Well, they've been pillaged. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we've pretty bad. It's, you know, it's – don't worry. I think Orno, I mean, just from their youth transitive property, will be back. There's yeah. plenty of good kids playing there. That They should be the class of that section over the next four or five years. But it's going to be a couple of years before those kids get back there. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I – I don't know. That's that's a mystery. Yeah. It, and it took one year for that to happen. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> uh, Minnetonka 5, Duluth East 2. I was calling this game mm-hmm. with Zach Schneider um, up in Duluth, which was fun. And Carl was there as well. Carl, you want to give your analysis on this game? Sure. Well, I think this was really a game where Minnetonka showed why they're number one. They were in pretty thorough control from start to finish, I'd say. Uh, both teams suffered a significant injury in this game. Uh, Jack Bayless went down for Minnetonka and missed uh, the second and third periods, and East lost Frederick Hunter-Payne on probably his second shift of the game, which is, you know, if East is going to lose one player, it, it shouldn't be him. So um, that certainly uh, followed a few things up for East, but at the same time, you know, Minnetonka was head and shoulders above over the course of this game, then one player wouldn't have made the difference. So, Carl, are you saying that Hunter Payne is more important than Ryder Donovan? Yes, simply because of uh, East's relative lack of depth on defense. He's really their only offensive defenseman. You know, the, the power play was in shambles without Payne, who was, who was the lone defenseman on the power play. Uh, I think his absence is felt far more than Ryder's would be. Wow, that's a bold, bold statement. I, I know, I get what you're saying. I agree but with think that. Think about but... it macro, like from ten thousand feet. That's that's Ryder Donovan. I I agree with yeah. that though. Mike's teams run through his D, right, Carl? Yep, it's it's really central to everything, and yeah. You, 
He's an NHL draft pick. You guys, think about that. Yeah, but an NHL scout was just, like, drooling over Hunter Payne to me the other day. Okay. And, and he's yeah. like, he doesn't get enough love for what he's uh, he does. And he's like, in the elite league, he was dropping BBs, and he can't find the net right now. I'm yeah, like, I, yeah, I still don't have Hunter Payne as a draft pick. I don't think he's a draft pick. And no offense, I think he's, he's a great hot topic. He's, he's not big enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. So, there you go. I'm just throwing that out there. No. Uh, um, also, Nick Henry went down, too, Carl, before. Um, mm-hmm. yep. Nick Henry went down in this game. I think Bayless will be back. It just sounded like he was a little sick. Yeah, um, and the returns on Payne weren't awful either. So, hopefully, hopefully, he'll be back relatively soon. That's, that's good news. Yeah. But, yeah, this was a dominating win and a good win by Minnetonka as well. Um, a strange win by Lakeville North, 4-3 to three over Farmington in OT. Um, this is a section game. So, again, one double-A is kind of weird. Right yeah. Now. Well, especially with Hastings. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a curveball. And Hastings won't know. play them. They play, Nobody. They, they play St. Thomas. They, they, they play Farmington, though. Uh, I think they play Farmington. Possibly, but that's non-conference. They're jumping in the conference schedule now. I know, but they, I think they play one section opponent. I think in that section opponent is Farmington. So if that <laughs> happens, we got to go to that game. we got to go. Yeah. i got to go see Hastings. <laughs> Who's a we Do in it? this scenario? Is Carl driving? No, <laughs> me and you, we. Uh, we know Carl doesn't get outside the uh, – Let me check the spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to that. I'm going to. Try. I got to see Hastings. Romuald went and shot pictures of them. Yeah. yeah. So he was a road warrior this weekend. Yeah, as well. he went to Owatonna, Hastings, and then um, South St. Paul versus somebody. He told me, and then we met up at the uh, New Ulm. I'm guessing New Ulm. New Ulm. Yep. Yeah. Then we met up at St. Thomas for Montemidi one. Um, Matamida is a good squad. I really like them. I think the addition um, in that game, Ben Stucker came back. Yeah. I'm not sure who needs more counseling, David Romuald or Danny Ryan. Who do you think, Carl? <laughs> Ooh, that's, that's a tough competition, but... Uh, <laughs> so, uh... my, my argument to Dave on this, and I even brought it up, I said, Dave, you're a bones collector. You will see anybody. I'm not going to go to the Wakota to see New Ulm versus... South St. Paul. And, and we are. I mean, we, we, I mean, Danny, we're setting up. We went, we went to Proctor Eveleth last year. Let's not get too crazy. <laughs> I needed to see a rink that I had never seen before that doesn't exist anymore. That's true. Yeah. See? I get somebody to side with me. That's true. Um, moving That's on. Rare. North Branch. <laughs> North Branch 5. Chicago 3. Um, we'll, let's, let's save, save that, that, that comment. I yeah. just want to mention that right now. Yep. Um, Benilde one, Hill Murray zero in overtime. One. Yes, that was another a, one nothing game and another very good, very good win by Benilde. Benilde's clicking right mm-hmm. now. Um, and very young. Yeah, and here's to cap off the games of the week with head scratchers. Blake four, Eden Prairie three, and we called it. Yeah. Hey, hey, Jack Jensen, Scott Jensen, if you're listening, bing, 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 <laughs> listen to the expert, my friend. Called it! <laughs> um, okay, Carl, you want to run down your top ten? I will. Here are my AA top ten. Number one, and, oh, no, just kidding, Minnetonka. 
<laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, I'm going out on a limb there. Two, Andover. Three, Edina. Four, Maple Grove. Five, Duluth East. What? No, Six. no, no. Shenanigans. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is this... Is this... Is this this ranking brought to you by Stewart's Sporting Goods Shop? Yeah. (laughs) What's going on here? This is pure shenanigans, Carl, and you know that. How do you lose and move up? I I don't get that. The the two teams who are ahead of you lose at worst. That's how. No, no. no. Oh, uh, okay. So um, did Blaine lose this week? Blaine is one spot behind East as they've been since the tie. Oh, oh, that's weird, because did Blaine lose to Champlain Park? No, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Blaine also hasn't beaten anyone better than St. Michael Elbertville. Ah, well, did they lose in overtime to Andover? Uh, did Duluth East lose in overtime to Andover? <laughs> ah, I'm just trying. confused. Keep trying. I'm Keep just trying. confused. Oh, are we uh, moving on, or can we continue can, to can drill we, you on Duluth East being number five? We like that. That's fun. Okay. It's, it's the go only time on. Danny gets anything in on me, so I guess I, like, I'll just sit here and take it like a bunch of Here we go. For the good oh, of the podcast. Okay. Oh, okay. Keep going. Number six is Blaine. Oh. Oh, okay. A good team, finally. Yeah, I like that one. Mm-hmm. Number seven, White Bear Lake. Yep. Yeah. Num- Default. Number. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Eight, Eden Prairie. God. And yeah, that's a, they're a head, no. they're they're going to be my head scratcher next week because they're going to beat somebody good, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's they'll, they'll, been they'll, all year. Yeah, so they're going to lose to Cloquet and BD. So yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> they did that. They did that last year. I can write a whole article on yeah. the head scratchers. Like there's like yeah. a dozen of them now. Yeah, you could do After that. After the next in about two weeks, there's going to be like ten of them. You could you could do that. Okay, go on, Carl. Number nine, St. Thomas Academy, after their win over Rosemont. Oh, that's weird. They had a great week, Carl. They beat number six, and they beat, like, number four in Class A. So, man, okay, go on. Congrats. They were, like, 12. Yeah. Well, I think that's, on. that one's fair. Yeah. And 10 is Rosemont. I think they had a good enough showing that they shouldn't fall out of the yeah. top 10. Yeah. Um, anybody looking out out from the inside or in? Uh, Cap in, does still in, hovering in. here. They, they dropped a spot to uh, – uh, I, I wouldn't quite say no fault of their own. Time, or going to overtime with Greenway is a little questionable, but... Um, but they didn't you know, lose. Bit, no, but we, we had to accommodate St. Thomas, though. I do like that. They didn't <laughs> lose. How do you move <laughs> down? You... This happens all the time. St. Thomas. St. <laughs> Thomas. It doesn't matter. They didn't lose. That's I'm not how the these rankings, rankings work. <laughs> I think Vanil needs to be in there. There are 12. Not my rankings. Not my rankings. Hashtag not my rankings. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know, Vanil's a, a nice run, kid, yeah, but, but, but if you look at their wins, uh, they, they, they still haven't beaten anyone who's uh, who's above them. Are these case. Carl's drunk rankings or yeah. Carl's sober rankings? <laughs> <laughs> Harsh crowd this week. Okay, we'll let you live, Carl. We'll move on. Well, wow, that was fun. That was fun. It's not easy. That kind of goes along the whole line of head scratcher, right? Yeah, this is like it's not easy. So, uh, as much as we're giving her a time, I'm 
No easy pickums there. No, no, and and it's hard to argue with a lot of that stuff too. So, okay, well, t- Tony, 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 why don't why don't we hear your class A ranking so I can pick on you for one? <laughs> Here, but you guys helped me with this, so <laughs> no, we didn't. Yes, no, <laughs> no, didn't at all. Yeah. Well, here we go. All right. We're going to have a little – this is going to be a Class A rankings and a little bit of a Class A session, we'll call it. Yeah, we haven't dived deep into Class A for a little bit, so I just – might be interesting. Before we go here, we're going to talk about the top ten teams and versus kind of talking about the teams on the outside. Uh, we're going to just talk about sections one, three, and five, some teams in those sections that deserve some merit as potential state contenders. Uh, but the other five sections will be in here. So if you say, oh, no lumper section four, or no, there's a two section four teams in here. Okay, go on, Tony. Got it? All right. So uh, number one, Hermantown, no argument. No number argument. two, St. Cloud Cathedral lost by a whisker. So those two are locks. Yeah. Um, a little bit of debate here. Uh, East Grand Forks loses to Grand Forks Central. I keep them at number three. Matamidi, number four, they lose to St. Thomas. But I would say those are about the quality, equal quality of losses. I think they both have quality enough wins uh, in the A ranks that they're about the same. This is where it gets interesting. Five through ten. Believe it or not, we have I have a new team in the top ten uh, this week. Um, but my number five team had a big win over Alex. Uh, Sartell is number five. Any arguments from the from uh, the piece gallery? It, it, I think it's aggressive for a single win over Alex. Uh, I can buy it, but I still think that there are a couple of teams that are probably more complete than Sartell, who I might put ahead of them. Oh, it's funny you should mention Alex. I have them at six with a big win over Wyzetta this yeah. week. I mean, I had the, I moved them out of the number five ranking for losing to Greenway. It, and remember, Alex took Cathedral to overtime. We were there. Yes. Uh, number seven, uh, Totino Grace, a really nice re- – they're building a really nice I like resume. this squad. I've seen them play twice now, and they have John Howe in net, um, the Tonka the, uh, goaltender yeah. last year. I, this is a very good team, and they're big, too. They're going to – Give some team troubles. I have a promise to a certain person in the Totino Grace. I will not say anything nice about Totino Grace. So there won't be any <laughs> kind words about Totino Grace on the podcast. So oh, okay. There you go. Okay, okay. fine. They're, they're horrible. Okay. Number seven. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to say any nice things about Totino, Carl? Well, Tony's not letting me, so I won't. No, I, can, I can't say anything nice. You can oh. rave about them. Okay, well, I'll, I'll just say that that Section 4, maybe you know, a lot of times side, Section 6, should probably be the best Section file in Class A between yeah, Tokyo and really. Matamidai, assuming they make yeah. it. That's Friday night. Yep. It's another Friday nighter with the same night as uh, four double double A. All right. Uh, number 8, I have Warroad. And right at their heels, Thief River Falls at number nine. That's only because War Road's been hotter of recent. Correct. Correct. And then our good friends from 2A, the Orono Spartans, the defending state champs, have had some decent uh, luck lately, uh, despite losing to Holy Family eight to nothing uh, recently. So other than the double A 
teams that they've played. They also played Grand Forks Central, which if you look at comparative score, they got killed by Grand Forks Central early in the season, where East Grand Forks held them to a 5-2 game. Yeah. Uh, what do you know, right? Yeah. Team, what yeah. do you know? All right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about teams that are on the outside. Um, Greenway's on the outside. Have you seen them play yet? Greenway? Yeah. No, I have not. This is, I uh, can't make heads or tails of them. Carl, have you seen them? No, I will next week when they're in town here to play Hermantown. Um, it's, I was kind of curious to see where they, where they were in page staff, you know, the computerized ranking done by our, our friend Lee Pankoff, and they are at eight there in Class A. So, you know, sure the schedule's really? bad, or schedule's hard, but they're hanging in there against some really good teams. And I think the, the performance against Chaska was a step in the right direction this week. So maybe it's all coming together, but, you know, we'll see, you know. I always wonder about a team that loses a lot of games, even if they're close. You know, how are they going to be when they get to do a, a tight game in the playoffs? I, I and I I've seen them in person. This is they they have very good players, but it looks like the Greenway team that I saw last year. To be honest, that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> but last year mid season was uh, I saw them play in Matamidi um, mid season last year and. I was more impressed with Monomidai. Let's put it that way. My, okay. my sense with, with Clafton, too, is that he's the sort of coach who you know, follows the Mike Randall philosophy of it's a 25-game prep for the playoffs. So I, I've seen, it seems like he's, he changes a lot of things up. He's still messing around with things, trying to find the right combinations. So maybe that's the, just how he operates. He is a uh, wheeler and dealer when it comes to the schedule. I mean, he has put together a really, really good schedule this year, and he knew but, he had talent talent returning. So, And they might play a late conference team next year. Uh, they do play a late conference team next year. They play Minnetonka next year. Mm-hmm. So Minnetonka will go up 29th and play Rapids, and on the 30th they'll play um, the Greenway. Greenway. Um, here's a team that's – uh, we'll start with Section 5A. Mammal right now, excuse me, Monticello, uh, will play, uh, will be the number one seed as of today. Yeah. Um, but as you said pre-show, Danny, after that? It's a grab bag. Grab bag. And I love that. That What that means is there's going to be, it could be anybody. And Mammal's a part of the grab bag. I, I was I was talking to some Mammal players, uh, or Monticello players, and it's kind of it, it is out there like there is that session just cannibalizes itself like yeah. they have a weird northern lake score they have they lost the Sh- Chicago I want to say yep, yep. yeah they they and they kept telling me oh you gotta look past the Chicago score and yeah you can't <laughs> I can't I can't no. I can't do that <laughs> and there's other teams in there Princeton North Branch Pine City all these teams have a decent win or two, and a couple, maybe even a couple decent ties. Yeah. But, wow, it, the consistency in this section is it, impossible. Well, and Drew uh, from the Pine City Boys, so I, we rode up to Duluth together. He was telling me that Pine City has won or lost to every section opponent by one goal. Yeah. There's <laughs> your answer, right? <laughs> so which makes this almost, if it weren't there, all the games were at the exact same time. It would be an interesting section Quarterfinals? Is this the one that plays the quarterfinals at Elk River? Uh, yeah, section final at Elk River. The section final at Elk final. River semifinals are at home, their home oh, ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah, it, like, let's picture this for a second. Oh, you're in the section final. Go to Elk River. Yeah. 
<laughs> we we're going to Elk River. Do you think they tweet that out? <laughs> we're going to Elk River. Do you think they tweet that out? Hashtag Elk River, kind of like the guys do Mariucci or Uchi. see you in the lobby. <laughs> Maybe if I can Maybe, make it uh, to the bathroom without bumping into five people. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> the smallest lobby in the history of hockey ranks. And we've lost uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, go on. All right. Well, we're done with five, okay? Yeah. Let's, which one do you want to go do? One or three? They're both crazy. Let's do Let's three. three. Okay, three. Marshall was going to be Marshall, 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 right? Not I thought, right now. And then they lose. The Minnesota River. The Minnesota River. And it just all, you know, it all comes unraveled at that point, right? Yeah. So Marshall wins in the in the Schwan Cup. Or you think, yeah. all right, they beat some good teams. We're, 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 I'm all in Marshall. I got pictures of Marshall in their homes and their whites. They're no. going to state. No. No. Uh, and it's all done. Because 3A is the most random of all Class A sections. It always no proves argument. to be true. Jackson Nelson didn't go to state. Just think about that. He went to state one year. He didn't go to state. He had over like 70, 70 goals, I want to say. It's like it's you can't. And Litchfield like, took him to overtime, too. Yeah. It was like to beat him. Uh, I don't know. Litchfield is is one you know you you got. I think they're in in the conversation. The Longs in the yeah. conversation. You know, new and this is this is where it gets crazy, and 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 this is meant as a compliment to South St. Paul. So don't think it's wrong. But New Elm just beat South St. Paul, who I think is a pretty decent team. They have a lot of good yeah. players that we yeah. followed through the youth ranks. That's a big win. Yeah. You know, so you got New Alm, you got Litchfield, Vassal, and then you have Marshall. That's a tough section. And then Lich and Laverne's always got some talent. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's a crazy one, right? But one is even weirder. You know, you go to Page Stat. What was what was Mankato East and Page Stat or whatever QRF or whatever so, it is? Mankato East. Uh, this is this is too class. I don't have time to separate it out here, but they're at sixty eight. And then okay, you that's the highest. That. Yeah. Right? But yes, you got a little gap after that, but then it's just a mess. <laughs> yeah, so Minnesota River, and then this is where it gets goofy. So Minnesota River was the next one down, who we kind of yep. think is the next one down, right? Yep. And then it all comes unglued, right? You got Lure, yeah. you got Albert mm-hmm. Lee, who beat East, right? Who else is in the Mankato section? Mankato West. Uh, and Mankato West. Page South, I think West, with its 4-6 and six record, is, is third, so... <laughs> Good, which I don't believe to be true. That that's like the computer's wrong. I mean, it's only at <laughs> doing numbers, but I, I don't think that to be true. I just know from a talent perspective, I think East has more talent. Um, so if anyone can figure this, you know, these three sections out, you know, shoot me a text because I, <laughs> I I do not have these three figured out. But that's what makes it fun. Yeah, that's what makes Class A fun right now, and especially ooh, five five A is interesting because 5A can win a first-round game at the tournament. Mm, yeah. No way. You don't think so? You don't think Monticello can do it nope. this year? Nope. I can't. I can't so, see it. Um, it will be – do you think five's going to be the fifth seed? I, I think one through four – I think two will be the fifth seed. You think Orono will grab the – Assuming Orono pulls it out, I would agree. Yeah. Right. I think the winner of that section becomes the fifth seed. Okay. And uh, then these three, the bottom yeah. three. I think it's, a, it's someone other than Arno. 
someone like Monticello would have a case. No. I don't think the gap's huge. Yeah. I'm only saying because I have Orno as a ten, top ten team right now, yeah, and sure. they're the one. But could they lose? No doubt. Look at Delano. Delano had a yeah. good <laughs> Christmas. You know, had a yeah. couple of Christmas parties. So they could win too. Yeah. I don't uh, that. Yeah, Class A. It, it, there could be some weird upsets coming down the stretch. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah, so that was a fun discussion, very uh, fruitful discussion, I would say, on Class A, uh, which is a great transition. Uh, lots of Class A players and AA players play in the Red and Black League. Thanks to the Red and Black League for their sponsorship of the show. A lot of great players make their way through the Red and Black League, whether they're elite players playing ninth and 10th grade hockey or players that are playing second, third line. Some guys are playing j- junior gold. They're staying active in hockey in uh in the spring uh during uh, uh spring sports season and then in the fall as a prep into uh the winter season uh check out redandblackleagues.com for more information we'll take this uh segment into our red and black leagues interview with Minnetonka senior defenseman Josh Lidke well thank you Tony we're joined here tonight with Senior defenseman from Minnetonka, Josh Lickey. Josh, how's it going? It's going good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. You guys had a little bit of a road trip this weekend um, up to Duluth on Saturday. I was lucky enough, as I mentioned, to be on the call for that game. Um, How was it like to play in Heritage? Yeah, it's always fun to play up in Duluth. It was a great atmosphere, and uh, it was a great game for our team. Good, solid win. Yeah, it was definitely one that was fun to watch. Um, you guys controlled the play pretty much the whole game on that one. So let's get into some couple questions that we have for you. Um, first off, um, I think uh, somebody told me the other day, they said, you know, say what you will about Nick Saban in Alabama, but Alabama wins every year and Nick gets them to play every year. And that's a special talent to get a championship team to do that year after year. Obviously, you guys won state last year. What gets you guys up for each game? Because you're undefeated right now. Right, yeah, for sure. I think the big thing that we uh, have this year is our depth. I mean, we have a great three lines at forward, and we have great defensemen, and we also have Charlie Glockner in that. So I think there's a lot of confidence when we play, and um, goalie just preaches that we got to work hard and stick to our game each and every night. and. Yeah, it's, we have a great group of guys this year. Carl, you got a question from up in Duluth after watching him sure. play uh, yesterday? Yeah, so I'm just sort of, you know, Josh, you go through things here. You know, you're the defending state champ. You're undefeated. You know, you're playing in hockey day in a couple of weeks. And you're also on Dream State this year. And so you just think about the number of distractions here. I mean, you know, it's there pretty early for the game this week. We were watching the Dream State crew basically take over the arena running around. Uh, the, the funniest thing I saw all day was uh, – Mike Randolph was doing a little interview with them, and he was just sprinting down the the concourse at Heritage, and he had all these you know twenty year olds trying to keep up with him with with their, their you know, microphones and all this equipment. And, and this man is in his late sixties. But anyway, my point is, with this whole circus around the team right now, how do you stay focused with all this stuff going on? Yeah, without a doubt, there's a lot of distractions this year, but I think we just try to not worry about it and we just focus on what we can control day to day and we just bring a work ethic every single day of practice and just try to get better and the end goal is to be 
at our best at the end of the year when playoffs come around. So I think that's what we're all working towards right now. Josh, you talked a little bit about Goldie and what Goldie's done for the team and getting you guys poised for for the for this season. Talk a little bit about your youth career. You had a lot of really good coaches going back to playing the machine. You had had Keith Jungles, your coach, and the Bantam level. You had Brian Murphy, and now you have Goldie. Talk a little bit about those guys and maybe some other coaches you might have had in your past that helped you in your development, in your process, in your process of your development. Yeah, I think from squirts and even younger I've had great coaches throughout my entire hockey career and the funny thing is I used to play a lot of forward too so back with Keith Jungles I I was forward on the machine and um, I think that's one thing that's helped with my offensive part of my game is the work I uh, played at forward and like Brian Murphy he also put me back at D and helped me with that transition so I think all the coaches I've had have just given me plenty of opportunity to just develop and uh, work on my game. Well, I think it's time to uh, go to the games of the week section, Josh. After that, we do pickums. You want to stick around and do some pickums with us? Yeah, I'd love to. Well, last week, one of your former machine mates, uh, Jack Jensen, uh, went three for five. You think you can do better than him? Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right. <laughs> Good deal, Danny. Yeah. Why don't you go over some of those games that we're not going to pick this week? Yeah, um, barring uh, any blizzards up in Duluth, um, East plays Denfeld on Monday, so that game might be canceled tomorrow, might not be, but that's – how much? How many inches of snow are you getting, Carl? Uh, I think about five or so is what's being predicted, so we'll see if I'm at Heritage tomorrow night or not. Well, we get weather here on the podcast as well, I see. Is it because they're playing a Class A team, Carl, that you don't want to go and see them? Who said I didn't want to go see them? Wow. Uh, uh, That's podcast humor, Josh. Yeah, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Um, Anyways, on Tuesday, Rosemont goes over to Egan to play. Um, Rosemont kind of looking for a bounce back after the St. Thomas loss this week. Um, We got... Stillwater goes to Hill Murray on Thursday. That should be a fun Good one. Game. Yeah, um, Stillwater took White Bear Lake to overtime, and White Bear beat Hill. So Stillwater can win this game. They're the two seed pretty much in that section. It's where the white jerseys when they play Hill. So at Hill's home <laughs> rink. <home ranks. laughs> well, <second>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Grand Rapids plays Duluth East in a rivalry game of sorts at Heritage, so Carl will probably be there on Thursday. Um, the rivalry game of the state, Rozo and War Road, um, bringing it again on Thursday. Uh, White Bear Lake goes to Tonka on Thursday. It's a pretty good White Bear Lake team. Are you looking forward to that game, Josh? Yeah, it should be a great one. Yeah. We also will be live streaming that game as well as another one in our pickums too. So we'll get a double header on Thursday night. Ooh, ooh. Uh, Eden Prairie travels up to Cloquet on Friday. Greenway goes to Rozo on Friday, which I'm kind of interested to see how that score turns out. Um, Rozo Mount plays Lakeville North on Saturday. Cathedral goes down to Orono on Saturday as well. And um, Eden Prairie wraps up their northern road trip with a game against Duluth East. Holy Family and Blaine meet up, and Blake plays Edina. Yeah, so, pretty good game. Yeah, pretty good game there. And Matamidi and Hill as well. And Matamidi looking to knock off a conference opponent um, this year. Yeah. 
All right, time for some pickums. Uh, we start with the oldest guy and go down to the youngest guy. So, Josh, you go last in this round. First game is the another great rivalry. Not as good, not as old as the Rosa World one, but still pretty good. We were there last year. Oh, Tony, what are you what are you referring to there? I mean, that's an old rivalry between those two schools that you're going to mention. Not necessarily hockey. I mean, no. I, in the in the 70s and 80s when I was watching hockey, I don't ever remember anyone talking about the old Crete and St. Thomas game. Well, that's because you're a Minneapolis person. But, yeah, just period. It wasn't a really big <laughs> hockey school either one of them. <laughs> All right, uh, Creighton, uh, St. Thomas. Uh, I'm going to go first. I'm going to go St. Thomas on that one. Uh, Carl, how about you? Um, I'm going to go out on a, a limb here and pick Creighton, if only because I think they need to have, have a big win. I mean, if you look at how their season's gone, it's sort of puttered along for a little bit here. And we know they have more talent than what they've shown, so if they're going to make a, a jump, might as well be now. All right, Danny? I drove two and a half hours to catch that St. Thomas Montemedi game, mm-hmm. and I got a lot of flack from people for picking Rosemount. So I'm going with the cadets on this one. All right. All right. Josh, who do you got? You've played St. Thomas without the football players. What are your take on, on, on the cadets? Right. I I think I'm going to go with the cadets as well. The, they were a good team when we played them, and they were missing some guys like McFadden and Herzog. So I think uh, – think they'll get the win i think you're right uh carl you get to go first in this next pick and over maple grove where is this game is it maple, maple grove? grove that maple grove um olympic ice right on olympic sheet yeah bandy size sheet <laughs> go ahead carl yeah this is an interesting one to pick you know you have uh and plugging along here they you know, re- recent weeks they haven't been playing as much top end competition but uh Maple Grove having you know, lost to Minnetonka, but otherwise you know, haven't lost in the other game, so two top five teams. Um, I think I like Andover's depth here. I think just the depth and balance across the board is a, a slight edge over Maple Grove's star power, so I'll go with the Huskies. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Crimson on this one. I think the Maple Grove team's going to score a couple of goals. I think they're going to put up like four goals, five goals in this game. I think um, it's going to be an offensive outburst for them of sorts against a defensive Andover team, um, and I I like them on home ice as well. I should be at this game as well. All right, uh, Josh, you played quite a bit of off-season hockey with a lot of kids on Andover and Maple Grove. What's your take on these two teams? I think I'm going to go Maple Grove on this one. I I really like the way they played when we played against them, and I think they're a pretty fast and dangerous team up front. So I think they'll get the win. All right. Well, what about Andover, Josh? Have you guys looked at them at all yet, being that you're playing each other in hockey day? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've looked at them a little bit in their game against Duluth East earlier in the season. Um, but I think we haven't really looked too far ahead to playing them yet. We just kind of focus on our next game. Ah, good strategy there. Uh, I'm also going to stick with the Maple Josh's pick as well. I'm going to go Maple Grove. Uh, kind of your take, Danny. I think they got a little bit more offense, way more offensive weapons, and, and I'll go with the Crimson on that one. It looks like Carl's bucking the trend on us yes, right now. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Uh, okay, next game 
is uh, Danny's pick, uh, first pick. This is an interesting one. Is it, we got to have a head-scratcher team, Moorhead. We just don't know what Moorhead is. One day they're good, one day they're bad. One day they're good, one day they're bad. Kind of like my golf game. Um, Your golf game is always bad. Tony. Yeah, right. Uh, East Grand Forks, who's been great this yes. year on the Class A uh, side of things, uh, plays Moorhead. So, Danny, who are you going to take in that one? You know, I I still like Moorhead when I've seen them play. I saw them play Tonka. I saw them play, play Dinah. I didn't see them play. Oh, you weren't at that one? I was okay. at the Eden Prairie game to follow right. up. And they played two very good periods. I think when Moorhead travels, like when they travel to Rozo, maybe they're not as strong. You know, the bus legs won't affect them on this Tuesday. And they'll affect East Grand Forks. So I'm going to go Moorhead on this one. Okay. And, Josh, who do you got, East Grand Forks and Moorhead? I think I like Moorhead in that one. I'll take the Spuds. All right. All right. He's taking the favorites so far. I like it. In all these games. He's going to probably end up pretty strong. I think we're tied on picks, aren't we? That's good. That's good. Okay. I'm going to go – I'm going to buck the trend here. I'm going to go East Grand Forks. I think, you know, they have some really good wins already on on the Class A side. And, I mean, they've bumped some teams. Uh, I'm going to go East Grand Forks. That they're going to catch Moorhead on a bad golf game day. And beat the Spuds. <laughs> yeah, on Tony's like 18 yeah. handicap. Yeah, back. whatever. Oh, okay. Whatever. Dream seven over there. I okay, guess. Uh, Carl, who do you got? Well, I'm very curious to hear how Daddy's bus bus legs excuse for Moorhead works when they lose five to nothing to Wyzet at home. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so because of that, I'm just going to ride the wave here. Go with East Grand. Go on East Grand, huh? Yeah. All right, all right, that'll be interesting. All right, last one. This is the uh, game, Hermantown and Tonka. Um, Josh, you get to go first on this one. First? Or yes, yeah, go okay, first. Yeah, go right, first sure. on this right, one. That's yeah, I think, uh, Who are you going to take? Gonna, I'm going to obviously take the skippers on this one. I think they'll get the win. Really? Okay, all right, that's interesting. You're the number okay. one double team. The theme of our show is kind of single A, and you saw Hermantown. We all see yeah. Hermantown. I think yeah. it's a good team. They've beaten late conference teams. Why can't mm-hmm. they beat another late conference team? We go back in history books the last couple of years. The number one team has beaten the the double A has beaten the double A in the yeah. past. Yeah, I'm going with Hermantown. How about you, Carl? Yeah, well, you know, uh, last week we had you know, Jack Jetson here, and he picked Eden Prairie, and the three of us picked. You know, picked Blake, and we were all right. So I think we've seen, you know, our, our guests are just biased. We can't trust their judgment. I'm going with Herbertown. Yeah, you're you're an obvious pundit. Go ahead, Danny, who you got? <laughs> well, I mean, Josh scored overtime game winners last year. He, yeah. He, what Joey he Pierce does it this year, okay? Yeah. I got to go with the player and a team and, like, Joey Pierce and Blake Miani. Who who coming in the clutch? What? I mean, I don't know what, you know, I, I don't, don't want to point fingers them. at other people on the show right now, but, I mean, I've seen overtime game winners by Joey Pierce yeah. this week. What have Josh Lidke done lately? Nothing. 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 <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> You realize, Josh, now we'll, we always, on the show, we, we go back and we can give you a chance. You can take Hermantown. We'll let you take Hermantown. You can scratch your pick if you want. I mean, they do have some good players, but I think I'm going to stick with the skippers on this one. Oh, wow. He's so loyal. So loyal. <laughs> He's so loyal. <laughs> I mean, I'm, even a, I'm a cadet, Josh. 
And I'm picking Hermantown, which is like unheard yeah, of. It is. That is unheard of. <laughs> well, good deal. Good deal. Uh, Josh, thanks for being on the show. Danny putting together another great show. Carl, thanks for joining us. Thanks to our sponsor, Red and Black, for sponsoring today's show. We'll see everybody around the rink. Good luck uh, this week, Josh, in your games against White Bear and Hermantown. Thank you very much. Looks all over their face. My friends all know that I'm cool. I've been this way since high school. Cause life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater. When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me. My high school team, I was playing on the top three. Now my son is scoring piles. He 